a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today and uh, really excited. Uh, obviously, we're getting back into the swing of things here, and there's a lot of things getting back into the swing of things. So I thought, who better to tap into on a Monday than uh, the great Herb Scribner? Herb, how you doing? I'm good, Boyd. Uh, Got to say right off the bat, I miss you, buddy, and uh, hope we can see each other soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Herb is the uh, trending and entertainment desk editor at the Deseret News. Uh, he focuses on uh, all the cross-section pieces of pop culture, politics, sports, uh, everything that's trending online. And uh, obviously there were there was a, a lot of cheering from a lot of us who have been uh, suffering through our sports fast <laughs> for the last several months. Uh, baseball got on the board uh, over the weekend. Some very fascinating opening day uh, to empty stadiums. What did uh, what did the Twitter version, the interwebs, tell us about the relaunching of sport? Yeah, I think the uh, it was it was pretty well accepted. Like when when baseball first started back, it was kind of fun to see everything. I know there was a lot of uh, conversation around the empty kind of ballparks. There was also a lot of discussion about. Some of the cardboard cutouts you saw of fans, uh, there were some funny, like, uh, faces, uh, faces that people were making. Um, and then some of the stuff about, like, the mascots, I know that, like, some of the mascots were, like, doing, trying to do the wave by themselves, trying to do, like, little dance numbers by themselves, but, um, you know, because they've kept the ballparks empty. Uh, so there's been some kind of fun jokes, some lightheartedness from over the weekend, at least, um, about just how how the parks looked, how the how everything looked with, you know, mascots and players. And, yeah. Um, I- yeah, a lot of positive stuff. That's good. I, I thought I thought one of the great ones, I forget which game I was watching, uh, but the guy hit a home run, and they actually had a picture of his dog in right field, and he hits the picture of his dog, uh, which I thought was uh, was pretty epic. Uh, the other thing that really caught my attention was uh, I was I was listening to uh, Jack Buck uh, on Fox, and uh, he I think it was the Padres game he was calling, but he, he spent about five minutes talking about this, the sound engineer. Uh, because it sounded like you were listening to a real game, like a bad, you know, called three strike, and the fans moaned, and uh, but it was all generated by the by the audio guy. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that's uh, been kind of interesting. I mean, it's interesting in one sense because you know you have commentators kind of talking about anything they can to like fill the void um, when when there isn't the crowd noise, and then you go the other way, and it's like yeah, some people are you know incorporating these kind of uh, unique scenarios with like fan crowd noise um you know there's obviously been that kind of stuff with uh with soccer leagues when they've come back is they've really incorporated crowd noise um so it's been interesting to see uh, kind of the, the the inner workings of that whose job it is how they do it um you know how, when you put the cheers in when you put the groaning it's kind of <laughs> kind of fun and it makes you feel like it's normal again actually that's... a little bit <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know if you caught earlier, Herb, uh, I think it was on with uh, Tim and Amanda this morning. They uh, talked about the uh, fans in Poland uh, who, you know, wanted to maintain social distancing. They couldn't go inside, so they rented 21 cranes to lift them up above the stadium so they could actually watch the game from the crane. That's that's real commitment to soccer right there. 
Oh yeah, that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty remarkable seeing the photos of everybody up in those cranes. I'd be terrified all the time, but <laughs> you know, I guess I guess if you're really into that team, you know, you'll do whatever you can to watch them. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of a it's kind of a funny visual, but it's also a sign of our times. And I don't know, maybe they'll start investing in uh, these leagues. Will start investing in cranes so we can all so there we can all go. watch games from high up. It's the new way. The new way. And now I know we do have some uh, baseball games already canceled. Uh, Florida. Uh, in trouble down there uh, with uh, a little outbreak of the virus. Uh, NBA also getting ready to start uh, this coming Friday in their official games. Uh, the Jazz will be back in action. And uh, anything you're uh, hearing out there on the uh, the webs, any trending items on the NBA? Uh, not too much yet. I mean, I think people – one interesting point that's come up is that the NBA, in terms of uh, which sport – has adapted the best. I think the NBA has, has really topped a lot of people's lists. I think people are realizing, like, you don't really need fans for the NBA to, to do well on TV because you rarely saw too many fans anyway. Right. Um, there's been some interesting discussions with the bubble concept uh, in the NBA, uh, some interesting stories with players and everything and how they're handling that um, and, you know, going fishing and little things. Um, but kind of a cool aspect I read about was just that, you know, NBA players, um, especially right before the media got there, they've been really enjoying being there because it's kind of allowed them just to kind of have like time away with their buddies, with their teammates um, and not have to deal with like the paparazzi and, and all of that. So it's been kind of interesting to watch. Um, I think a lot of people are excited for the NBA to get back and hopefully for everybody to remain healthy and safe. Awesome. Once it, once it kicks back up. Oh, that is great. That is great. I know we got a bunch of things to catch up with you on in terms of uh, Disney uh, some releases pushed back, some uh, shuffling of the deck. Uh, we know Mulan is uh, not happening uh, at the moment, and uh, a few other things that uh, have, have slowed down. Give us just a quick 60 seconds, and we're going to uh, jump to uh, a little news update. Yeah, so Disney, you know, just kind of pushing back things. Um, you know, Mulan was removed from the release calendar in general, except for August. Um, you know, Avatar and Star Wars films, you know, they were, I think they were slated, uh, for the you know, 2021 or 2022, kind of a mix there. They've been pushed back a year. Okay. So Disney's also in that kind of waiting game to see what happens. Um, movie theaters are still waiting as well to see what kind of happens. And um, But so far, Disney World's uh, reopening has gone pretty decent, it seems like. Not too many uh, reactions yet. Um, but, yeah, it seems things are working out for Disney so far. All right. Fantastic. Herb Scribner. Herb, appreciate the quick update today. We'll get you back uh, for more a little later on this week. Sounds good. Thanks, Boyd. All right, again, that's Herb Scribner. Uh, We're going to go to uh, some sound now. Uh, Congressman John Lewis Casket has arrived at the U.S. Capitol. Motorcade has just pulled in front of the Capitol steps. And uh, we're going to dip in just quickly here uh, to CNN as we we watch this scene unfold. ...who've who've lined up against the the, the streets and uh, to pay their tributes and respect. But I have to tell you as well, uh, Brianna, some people uh, are just being introduced to John Lewis, the congressman, some knew him for three decades. As a, as a young girl who's the daughter of, of two parents who grew up in the, in the segregated South, uh, who endured many of the indignities of the, the colored-only water fountains, of the women having to go to the hospital, to the back entrance of the hospitals to give birth, uh, the colored-only schools, the hand-me-downs, uh, everybody knew John Lewis and who he was. and. Our parents told us those stories so that we could remember, always remember, uh, what life was like and how far we have come as a country and as individuals uh, for John Lewis and for the fact that so many people gave so much. 
But John Lewis was a special kind of giver. He was somebody who was willing to sacrifice and put his life uh, on the line for the cause. And for that reason, we grew up um, knowing John Lewis and who he was. And so you can only imagine uh, coming here and actually being able to cover Congressman Lewis as a lawmaker and as a leader in a totally a different evolution of his life and his career. Somebody who made good trouble and was in trouble and was arrested and uh, put his, again, body on the line, if you will, in a different context, in a different way to make history for more than three decades as the conscience of Congress. And that too. That's been uh, coverage from CNN. Uh, the arrival of Congressman John Lewis Casket, the motorcade, had arrived at the U.S. Capitol steps. Uh, they're just waiting uh, for that to be taken, where he will lie in state uh, in the U.S. Capitol. Uh, that was uh, Suzanne Malveaux from CNN uh, talking about uh, his history. Uh, I love the fact that she pointed out that uh, that her parents, her friends' parents, uh, told them the stories of John Lewis, of good trouble, uh, and standing up for those principles and those things that have been so critical to our nation. We'll continue to follow that as we go throughout the day here on KSL News Radio. Uh, you want to stay with us as we uh, come back uh, in our next segment, uh, Dr. Ruth Watkins, who's the 16th president of the University of Utah. Uh, she had a op-ed in the Deseret News today on four key lessons that the University of Utah has learned uh, through the COVID-19 crisis. And so we look forward to having a conversation with one of the great voices, one of the great thinkers here in the state of Utah. Dr. Ruth Watkins from the University of Utah will join us next. We'll go ahead and step aside. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.